Hey everybody, Shane Presley, a Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Today's feature singer-songwriter, Logan Chapman. Had a lot of fun sitting down talking to him about his uh, brand new album coming out. And we get into some stories behind some of the songs. And uh, talk about his big release party happening night uh, Friday night, February 24th in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, at Rude Dog Pub. And uh, you're going to hear more about it on today's show. Do want to uh, say a big thank you to Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, for their continued support of this show. Be sure to stop in and visit them in Wentzville, Missouri, for all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps out there, and uh, you can come by and get some delicious beverages. And you can get uh, some dinners and starting on february 22nd they'll be doing some fish fries out there so come get your fish fries on and you got uh, live entertainment starting uh february 23rd you get your single bingo night 90s party mix happening friday february 24th uh denver wade trent returns and saturday february 25th jeff waltschauser you can find uh, their full concert calendar, food menu, and beer menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Uh, be sure to plug in them with them on uh, Facebook and Instagram for more information, uh, including about their two brand new locations gearing up uh, here real soon. The um, Flint Hill, Missouri and Hannibal, Missouri. So if you are in the Flint Hill or Hannibal area, great news. Friendship Brewing is coming to you. You can find, again, all of it at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to tell them Shane sent you. If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. And with that, out of the way, sit back. Relax and enjoy a brand new episode with Logan Chapman. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey guys, Logan Chapman here. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is a shame, covers non-stop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here. Rock Paper Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with Logan Chapman. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is uh, very exciting. We, um, we've we been friendly for a little while now online, and 
Uh, but it's our first time actually uh, officially meeting and getting to hang out and uh, yeah. get to know a little more about each other. So, uh, so yeah, man, I'm glad to glad to be here and getting to meet you officially. And yeah, I was gonna say it's nice to formally meet you. I've been kind of following your moves for a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I've been trying to do my part, uh, you know, for a long time now to yeah. to support St. Louis music, and uh, it's a fun. This show has really opened the doors to meeting all kinds of people making music in our town. So it's uh it's fun, man. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, you, uh, well, you're, you're not necessarily originally from St. Louis, right? You said you were, uh, a little, I'm not. little farther south. Uh, yeah, I'm about two hours south. Um, I grew up in a little town called Chaffee. Uh, it's about 20 miles south of Cape Girardeau, about 3,000 people. So a little small town. I grew up there pretty much my whole life. And then I moved to Cape for a few years. Um, I kind of got acquainted with the scene around there. You know, guys like Isabella, the Scatter Guns, uh, stuff like that. I played a lot with them in a punk rock group called Odd Moses growing up. Uh, we were a little three-piece, kind of like a Foo Fighters, Highly Suspects, like Nirvana style uh, right. punk rock band. But yeah, I uh, lived in Cape for a few years and yeah, now I'm up in St. Louis. So. Yeah, nice, man. What, uh, so I guess let's start with the the early days, like uh, you and uh, playing music. Uh, I mean, obviously your, your guitar player, was that, is always a uh, start with a guitar or is that number one yeah that was always number one um i've kind of transitioned to like playing keys and stuff throughout the years too and like drums and stuff like that too but guitar was definitely the first one yeah got my first guitar whenever i was 15 and yeah been practicing and writing and all that good stuff ever since right was that uh your parents uh get you into not really um i grew up in a musically inclined family there was always music going on in the house um my mom sings a lot at like weddings and stuff and she's got a great voice too um my grandma was always singing uh, my aunt so there was a lot of music always playing in the house but it wasn't necessarily a um no but nobody was really playing instruments in the house per se Mm -hmm. what kind of stuff you remember hearing as a kid uh, playing through those speakers a lot of dixie chicks yeah a lot of dixie chicks honestly um yeah, a lot of uh, uh, Houston, kind of like those really like soulful, got the great voice, you know, iconic voices, um, people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, James Taylor as well. Uh, they were always really big on James Taylor. I remember hear- hearing him a lot growing up. So that kind of, honestly, that probably is what really sparked my interest in songwriting was just kind of like um, listening to all the stuff that James was saying as a kid and being like, yeah. wow, he's really painting a picture with everything he's saying right now, you know? Definitely, man. Yeah, uh, man, I, uh, I've always been a fan for a long time of him, but uh, he recently, like, uh, maybe, you know, within last year or something, whatever it's been, uh, but uh, sat down with Howard Stern and did, like, a two-and-a-half-hour conversation, like, on, on Satellite Series XM, and just those two talking, uh, and Howard does, like, a, a lot of times, they'll, like, kind of cue up a song or you know mention a song that and then like wanting james to kind of play like a maybe a verse chorus kind of thing remind yeah. everybody of that song but james just played the entire song so like <laughs> because you know why not like, yeah why but, not uh so like I, you get like a full like james taylor concert and they were talking about all these stories behind the songs and it was just like fascinating man to like sit and listen to to uh icons talk for you have to check that out i actually haven't seen that yet i got his book not too long ago i've been meaning to read it um i got a few of the books i got to read first but i bought his book not too long ago i'm excited to dig into that and read it so yeah uh 
but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, uh, s- songwriting has always been. I mean, I'm not a not a songwriter, but it's something I'm very passionate about. I love the storytelling and uh, the way, like you're saying, they use your use their words to sort of paint this picture where you can kind of uh, get lost in what he's saying or her she's saying, and uh, you know, kind of start playing, you know imagining what this world that they're singing about and stuff exactly. like and you can really you can relate your own story to it as well you right. know what i'm saying i feel like a lot of people um they listen to a song and they pay a lot more attention to the lyrics if they're going through a similar thing you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying whether oh, it's yeah. like a breakup or whatever else if they can relate to those lyrics and that automatically ties and ties them to that song so yeah no, I, was, I mean there's so much of that like uh that for myself as a fan and as a as a listener, like I have these songs that, uh, you know, take me right back to moments or make me cry, make me happy, make me, yeah. you know, it's like it, they're, they're definitely tied to emotions and stuff and like, and that you relate to your own story. And uh, it's crazy how powerful music is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where does, uh, where does songwriting into your life? Like, I mean, other than uh, listening, when, when do you actually like, think this is something you can do it's a good question i um let's see i i wrote songs every now and again kind of growing up j- j- just because i guess but then i had a really bad breakup at one point whenever i was about that'll happen that'll, that'll do it man yeah absolutely i was about, yeah I was, I was about 18 i feel like 18 or 19 and i didn't really have an outlet i guess like i didn't really have people to talk to about it and so i just started writing down all my thoughts on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. I, all of a sudden i started putting chords to it and it's like oh okay well this is easy like th- this this is a good um a good way to relieve what i have going on in my life right now and ever since then i've just been kind of taking it and running with it yeah did you uh did any of those songs make it into the band stuff that you were doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, actually, like I said, we were in a three-piece band, Odd Moses. We released an album in 2019 called This, That, and Everything, and it's on Spotify, YouTube, um, iTunes, all that good stuff. But, yeah, a, a lot of those songs that I wrote back then, um, they ended up on that little, that, uh, I think it's a nine-track album. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to definitely... Uh I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. I was going to go uh, do some homework yeah, and, and yeah. give, it, give it a spin. Those are fun days, man. I always love I, it. Something about playing behind a band is just, it's, and I, I like playing solo acoustic too, but just like being able to hit a groove mm-hmm. with like some good friends. I love that. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, those guys, uh, Isabella and Scatterguns and stuff from the area. And I'm, I'm familiar with them uh, a little bit. Um, they, they, you know, both of them uh, come up to St. Louis pretty often and play up here so yeah. i've seen them but uh uh what's uh what what do you what do you think like so far in uh coming to st louis like the big is there any any real differences you see in compared to cape Girardeau scene like uh i mean is it besides maybe size wise and stuff but you know they're 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 similar in a lot of ways, honestly, right. but they're they're different too. Um, there's a lot of support behind music in both places. Um, you go to Cape, you go downtown. There's bands playing like every single night, basically. Um, a lot of people will go out to support. Um, St. Louis is definitely a lot bigger. There's a lot more places to play. There's like towns that somebody will be like, "Oh, we're gonna go play here tonight." And I'm yeah. like, "I've never even heard of that place." Yeah. Apparently, it's like 20 miles away from my house or something. But um, yeah, it's basically just a, a a big Cape Girardeau. Um, there is they have a good appreciation for bands too. Mm-hmm. I've noticed it. Like, so I play a lot in like Southern Illinois, uh, Illinois a lot. Um, 
And they have a really big solo, like acoustic songwriter style scene, basically over in like Heron, Macanda, Marion. They're really into that. And like I said, I love doing that stuff, but I've noticed that uh, St. Louis, St. Louis has the songwriter stuff, but then they've also got a lot of like, you know, a lot of band stuff going on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of variety. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, when Cape's like, that's a pretty good like college town, right? There's like, yeah, Seymour's yeah, so over there. Yeah. You got a lot of, the uh, college age kids uh, at the bars and everything else, and yeah, they uh, so th- every once in a while you'll, you'll get about probably a quarter of them to come and like listen to music. Um, a lot of them are out partying and stuff like that. I it's it's a lot. They how do I say this? They they don't come out to shows near as much as what they used to. I remember back whenever I was in the scene, um, you could go to like Mixing Ten at the time and it would just be packed with college people. But now it's a lot of more kind of um, people who are like my age, like 25, 26, 27. Um, a lot of those people are actually the ones that are going out to kind of go out and experience music. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, there's, there's still like a bunch of CMO students that'll come out to shows yeah. and stuff, but there's definitely, I've noticed like a difference um, within the past few years. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I think it's uh, you know, they all it all has its place. I think, and you know, for um, there's days I feel like uh, a little more, you know, listening room kind of a quieter songwriter thing. Or on those days, I like to get a little rowdy with my friends and get 100%. you know turn it up. And uh, so, um, you know, it's nice having having the options. And yeah, stuff variety. And, yeah. Um, but you, uh, so you are gearing up to, uh, release what this would be your debut as a, as a solo artist. Yes. Then? Yep. It'll be my uh, debut EP as a solo artist. And I've got, um, Solstice is out there. We released that song as a single, uh, back this past April, but yeah, this will be our, uh, this will be my, my first official release. Basically it's gonna be a little five track EP. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, man. Well, let's, let's get into this uh, a little bit and you mentioned Solstice and, uh, let's talk about, what uh well this going going into this man like what what's it uh like for you to you know strip strip the band away a little bit you know you have some uh, people accompanying you on the on these recordings mm-hmm. um and stuff but uh as far as like putting your first uh you know releasing the debut single and stuff what the putting your name on it uh and stuff what's that like uh, for you it's it, it it's surreal we put a lot of work in i'm with uh, exp productions based out of perryville missouri and they've really helped me out a lot uh, i've been working with them pretty much this whole past year um we've been in the studio weekly trying to get these songs right um and they've really they've, they've done a good job at making it all a reality you know what i'm saying they've, they've got great people uh that they can put behind you so if you guys are wanting to record check out uh, exp productions in perryville missouri yeah what uh so Tell me uh, about the track, the like how this all came to about with Solstice. Like, is this uh... Solstice? So I wrote Solstice. Um, it's basically actually. So, like I said, I had that really bad breakup whenever I was eighteen years old. I wrote this song probably back. I wrote this song back whenever I was about nineteen, twenty years old, and it was about um, taking all of the grief that I have from this 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 love that i had that i just died and i had i had found somebody else who had been my best friend like the whole time growing up and it was just like right there in front of me and then i kind of went to her and then that song is just kind of like the leap from being in that low place that i was to finding somebody else who who i love with my whole heart you know what i'm saying yeah
It's had me mixed up and it creeps up like a drug And I've been binging for days and days She says, well, you keep tearing down my walls And I can't get enough, but I can't just throw it all away So I keep searching for a reason to keep up, but That's uh, this was a lot of fun, man. Great tune, and uh, like you said, uh, now available on all your streaming platforms. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so you can uh, give it a spin and add it to your favorite playlist. And there's a uh, music video for it as well, actually. Uh, EXP. We all flew out to uh, Cancun, Mexico, and we shot a music video on the beach. So if you guys oh. are interested in the music video, it's also on YouTube. All right. Yeah, man. That sounds like a party. Yeah. 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 It was a fun time. Yeah uh a little too much fun <laughs> yeah yeah i've never been to i mean well i've never been out of the, the country but uh i've never been to mexico but that's uh definitely uh something that 
I want to do for sure. I'd definitely. Be, it, was, it was a fun time. And we definitely, we de- we were up before the sun rose every single day. So we were getting our work in, but we had a good time there too. Mm-hmm. Like it was a, it was a fantastic time for sure. Yeah. Um, it, does that, um, I feel like, uh, some people I may, I feel like might affect and, but, uh, do you, do, like, do you get inspired by your surroundings? Like say you go to the, sit on the beach in Cancun compared to, you know, what you know here and like sitting in my bedroom yeah or something like, like that. i mean is there something like do you do you feel like more inspired to write more of like a an island tune or anything like that like a you know kind of a summer beach song or something or does do you feel like that your surroundings inspire what comes out or do you or do you is it more like your emotional uh by the heartbreak and stuff like that you know it can go a different direction every time um i definitely feel like if i have a bad case of writer's block then i'm like all right i gotta go somewhere and i gotta soak in some inspiration real quick um but it's it's kind of different because there's sometimes where i am just randomly in my office and i and i'm playing guitar and I just kind of think of like a random little like lyric to write down over the chords and stuff. And I'll write it down. And then all of a sudden I'll get in this mode where it just like the page just starts filling up. And it's like, oh, so once you hit that creative um, mode, I guess you got to hold on to it. But it's different every time. Um, there's there's certain things that will emotionally affect me to where I want to write songs, um, whether it's a, a negative aspect about my life or whether it's like you said, going to the beach and just experiencing that and just kind of looking out the ways and being like, you know, I'm going to write a song right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's always different, and I and I try and I try and keep it that way. I never try and kind of like rely on one tactic whenever it comes to writing songs. Like anytime inspiration hits me or creativity hits me, like I got to find a piece of paper and a pen. Right. Yeah. I think it's uh, probably good practice, like just to you know constantly writing, and uh, you know especially if it hits you, um, you know gotta sometimes you gotta just keep up. And I was like trying to put the pen to paper as fast as you can, trying to trying to channel it all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. It's just interesting. I've heard different stories. You know, I, like I said, I follow a lot of different songwriters. So like you've heard, you've you know, uh, was that a story like um, that they like I think was a Nirvana or something they recorded in like that. Manson House or something like that, or or I think uh, or it was might have been the Chili Peppers you're thinking of. They they were they recorded in that mansion. Yeah, yeah, and so, like so, yeah, maybe it was Chili, but uh, yeah, they all went to that mansion and kind of locked themselves right. in there. And we're like, we're gonna write an album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just think like that stuff's kind of like you know it's interesting those stories like that or like you know they're trying to um you know use the room to inspire some of the creativity and stuff absolutely and it works and there's different tactics that work for different people you know what i'm saying like like i said don't ever box yourself into one creative outlet whenever it comes to channeling like your songwriting or like whatever else like be be open-minded uh try and try and get out of your comfort zone try and like like you said if you if you if you if you write in your bedroom all the time try and get out somewhere try and find some inspiration go out on a walk you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely um yeah I uh, did notice though, like listening to the EP, it seems uh, a lot of your writing and maybe more inspired by um, true true events, maybe or, or at least like a, it seems like you write for more of a personal, you know, thing, or at least like that's the way it comes off, hundred like, percent, like lyrically, yeah. yeah, definitely. I um, and I've been trying to kind of get away from that just a little bit. Like I, I, I can. I'd, I'm definitely more in tune with writing about my personal experiences. 
Um, but it is nice to be able to write about something that doesn't really matter as much because like, say if, say if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing good in life, I guess, and I don't really have a whole lot to write about, then it's like, well, I don't know. So I'm trying to kind of going back to, like I said, trying to take your creativity and turn it in a different direction. I'm trying to kind of like, even like writing from like another person, like another person's perspective, like hearing like a story that like happened to one of my friends, right. maybe writing about that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's like, uh, some of the greats, you know, do that. Like a Jason Isbell, he's really big on that. Yeah, I mean, people write they they write these songs, and people they can they deliver with such conviction that people just assume like, yeah, that's he did that or whatever, you know, yeah. like you know, that's like it's got to be a true story the way he's saying. It. But it's like not all of these have to be a, a true story, you know. It can always just be, you know, again, like you're inspired by somebody else's story or the news, a story you hear there or TV or whatever, you know, anything yeah, else. Exactly. You know, it doesn't always necessarily have to be directly, you know, 100% factual Logan Chapman story or something, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jason's, man, he's a master of the craft too. Like, I, mean, I love his stuff, man. I love Jason as well. I love drive-by truckers, all that stuff, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it definitely seems like, uh, you know, you talked about some of the, the kind of the, the rock roots uh, that you grew up in playing mm-hmm. in bands. and But this, uh, this I would say overall, this EP kind of leans... Uh, a little bit more into that, um, maybe like a Americana at times, folk pop, like a little. I think so too. Like there's some different. Somebody and, and somebody was asking me the other day. They were like, "So what does the EP sound like?" And I'm like, "Man, I don't know. Like it goes in so many different directions." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I definitely kind of dialed down the whole like, um, and you can still, like you said, you can still hear like the rock roots and stuff. But right. I definitely tried to kind of folk it up a little bit. Um, Kind of make got, it a little bit more contemporary, I guess, like John Mayery. Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, definitely some pop uh, in influences like that. Like uh, there's uh, there's some electric guitar solo still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get, and uh, even there's a, what, a saxophone. Yeah, 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 a saxophone solo, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, different sounds coming through. And I, like I said, kept it interesting uh for me and for the you know for the listeners, uh, there's a lot of different styles of you know as far as these even these uh, collection of five songs. So, um, but let's uh, let's mention like uh, the EP. Uh, will what uh, the twenty February twenty fourth February twenty fourth. They're gonna be there's gonna be a uh, album release show that night in Cape Girardeau at the Rude Dog Pub. Uh, Blind Velvet's gonna be opening for us, and those guys are awesome, man. Those guys tear the house down every single time. So yeah. Really, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be released February on April 24th, or uh, sorry, February 24th. So, and titled "Where I'll Be." Yep, yep, where I'll be. And uh, is that uh, a lyric in, in one of these? Not or? necessarily. So, have you seen the album art yet? Uh, yeah, is that like uh, I think it's on the event, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So the idea of where I'll be is, I was kind of like. I was talking, I think it was, I think I was talking with my girlfriend one time and I was like, you know, like I'm on a good path right now, but I have no idea where I'll be in like three or four years from now. Like there, like there's no telling. And so the idea of where I'll be is basically that is like, there's no telling where I'll be, but I'm going to keep on writing these songs. I'm going to keep on doing what I love to do. Yeah. Um, and so the album cover is actually me standing on the Mississippi river and, um, good friend of mine, Haley Hutchison and, uh, Brandon Eldridge, they both did the album art and, um, 
basically it's me looking out and there's a bunch of art going on, uh, a lot of abstract stuff going on in the distance. So yeah, basically it's me saying I have no idea where I'll be in a yeah. few years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's an exciting thing to think about, man. Like, yeah. you know, just like putting yourself out there and then, but the unknown of where this, uh, where this EP and where these songs might take you. And yeah. I mean, it's like, makes me incredibly proud to like see a lot of my friends that are letting music, uh, you know, take them around the world and, you know, like their, their songs are opening so many doors for them to explore and get to meet new people and see the, see the world and all this stuff. So it's like, and you got to do that, man, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to let your intuition drive the ship sometimes because a lot of, I, I know a lot of people who, could who who have the passion for it but they're just so scared of kind of getting out of their box and going out there and it's like no like you can't you gotta you you gotta you gotta face the unknown sometimes you know you gotta get out of your comfort zone because that's really really rewarding and trust me i I know it's scary i know that there is a lot of um a lot of stipulations to it a lot of negatives to it but like who knows who knows what's who knows what could happen yeah you were telling me uh a little before we started a little off mic but you said something about that you had stage fright real bad. Yes, right? like yes. Before before this, like so that's like even that you're even doing this, like you know that you put like again like a lot. Of, I think a lot of people have that. And so that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. especially getting started, like it's tough. So many people have so much uh, anxiety about. Uh, well, your mind goes to the first negative right. thing is like people are going to laugh at yeah. me. People are going to do this or that. You know. But so. yeah, you know, getting out of your bedroom and getting on you know putting yourself out in the public uh is the first like hurdle you know like putting yourself out there but like yeah so uh was that uh how'd you overcome and how'd you end up getting past the stage fright well whenever i was in high school um like i said i got my first guitar whenever i was 15 years old um and i wrote and I played all throughout high school i didn't i didn't tell anybody that i do it like people could kind of people knew that i sung good um, but I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't want to perform in front of people. Like I was right. just kind of, I, I just got super nervous about it. And so one night I noticed that there was this open mic that was going on, uh, probably about 20 miles from my house. And, um, I knew that I would know absolutely nobody there. I knew that nobody would know me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come here. I'm going to play guitar. I'm going to sing for these people. And if it sounds good, it sounds good. If it doesn't, whatever. I mean, it's not like I, I might not ever see these people again, you know? Um, so I went there and I played and I got a really, really good, good reaction. Um, I got a good, had had a good feeling about it after I left there. I was like, man, I'm so glad that I did that. And yeah, ever since then, I've just been kind of going out and facing my fears, I guess every, every weekend. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like it's just, uh, I'm glad that to hear the, it was a success and that, but like I said, like just putting yourself out there and seeing where, where these, uh, where this is going to take you. So, um, so far as all, everything's, uh, seems to be working, man. We're, we're off to a great start. You've been, you're playing all over, uh, the, uh, Midwest here. It seems like you play, you're playing quite a bit, uh, you know, from St. Louis to Cape to like I said, it's the Southern Illinois. So people all over are getting to experience your songs now here yeah. in the area. So, um, but yeah, I think this would be exciting to have these some proper recordings and have this EP out there. And I think so too. It's going to be nice to finally have something that I can kind of hand to somebody and say, this is me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everybody's always asking me like, you got any songs out there? And it's like, right. well, I got one song out there. Um, 
but I'm 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 excited to have a handful of songs that I can right. hand people and be like, this is exactly what I sound like. This is me on these recordings. Are so. the are these gonna be in physical form? Are you doing any CDs or are you st- uh, just digital? I think right now? as of right now, I think I'm gonna stick with streaming. Um, just for right now, I think I probably will get some CDs in the future. I won't get a whole lot of them. Um, but. Yeah, probably probably in the future I'll I'll get I'll get a few CDs. Yeah. I might I might have some by the time for the album release show, but I'm uh kind of mainly going with streaming as of right, right. now. I think that's fun. I mean, I know obviously uh you know it's not what it once was, but yeah. I do you know as a collector I love uh having a physical form. Yeah, know? exactly. See, I'm really big on like uh, on, on records. I was gonna say you got um, vinyl over there in the corner. Yeah, stuff, yeah, I got so. vinyl. I'm big on that. I, I actually just recently got big into that within the past like two and a half years or so. Sure. But yeah, I I don't really have a whole lot of CDs. Um, I used to have a whole bunch of them, but I know that a lot of people still listen to CDs, so I do right. want to kind of give that to them and maybe I don't know, like sign some CDs, something yeah. like that. Well, especially like something like. Uh, the release party or, you know, even what you do playing some of these, you know, local bars and stuff. People yeah. people like going taking it home with them, you know. It's like instead of like remembering in the morning, what was that guy's name and what you know, what was the yeah. name of his album or what you know, that kind of thing. For sure. You know, not that they you're forgettable, but just that, you know, some uh, maybe there might be uh, under the influence of uh, certain things. <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. But you go home with a CD, you're like, Oh yeah, this I like this, you know. So yeah. Uh, I think it all of it uh helps you know just having be able to sell it right there that night instead of uh having to remember to go do it in the morning or anything yeah exactly um or you know if you have a business card people i'm big on yeah i'm big on business cards yeah. like I, I got way too many of them right. honestly they're they're flooding through my car right, right. now <laughs> but i feel like they also like could easily be lost and things too so it's like yeah exactly. having a cd is a little more uh you know thing but uh i don't know but also like making it Maybe maybe making it like an exclusive thing, like uh, hey, we're only doing a hundred of these, uh, you know, get them while you can, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not th- a idea. Those little things like that too, I feel like are always fun as as a fan, like to have a you know exclusive thing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, haha, I got this. Right. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, I think uh, there's no rules to any of this stuff. Like that's what's kind of fun about right now. Like yeah. as as much as like. You know, there was, there seemed like a one time that was a little bit more of like a, a structure to the music business, like, as, but now it's like, it's just, it's a freaking no, yeah, free for all. Yeah, no, there, there's no rule. People put the music out wherever they want and yeah. where they want and how, you know, it's like, so it's just, uh, social media is so big nowadays right. that you can, I mean, there, I mean, you got, you got streaming, but then you got like, uh, you got like TikTok and stuff like that. So there's so many different like outlets that you can experience music on, on right. social media. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh you mentioned uh like uh mayor and something you know like uh, do you feel like uh those guys were a big influence uh as far as like coming up with this some some of the sound like i mean the, were you listening to a lot of that as you were writing this yeah record, this record i was um i which I, I listened to john mayer like all the time growing up too i've always been a big fan of his but yeah i was um i was listening to a lot of jason isbel um those were those were the main two, I think. If I was yeah. gonna take like two artists and say that like they were kind of like their sound at least was like the inspiration behind this album, I'd say yeah, Jason Isbell and John Mayer probably. Yeah, especially oh. the songwriting aspect. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like I said, I you know I keep on going back to it, but Jason Isbell's songwriting, man, that's he, he's got some of the best stuff out there. Well, I would say uh, so. We did one live today uh, called Cocaine Rich. Yeah. 
And I would say this is maybe more the Jason. Definitely. Uh, it actually is. So um, the, the line Cooley said, cocaine rich comes quick. Um, that is actually a line. So Jason's old band, Drive-By Truckers, yeah. Mike Cooley was in that band. And he's um, he's got a line in Gravity's Gone. It talks about cocaine rich. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, that's where it came from. I kind of like took that, wrote my own song about it. Right. And then we, you're going to, well, we'll, we're going to share the live acoustic take that we did here in your living room. Um, but on the album version, uh, that people will hear soon, uh, there's, uh, it's definitely a little bit more rocker, uh, kind of yeah. taps into, I feel Billy like, rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of taps into, I feel like, uh, as far as like Jason, maybe like a super eight motel. And yeah. Some, you know, yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. I've had a few people tell me that, that kind of, uh, you know, rocking style like that a little bit. So, uh, um, but uh, also, it's uh, uh, lyrically, I, I think it's a um, it's a good you know it's it's a fun song to follow along to because like it is a, more of a storytelling like you yeah know, yeah like your, uh, dark lyrics happy song basically right, yeah yeah. I was running through the snow with the bathroom sink pressed against my face Could have sworn I turned the lock but she opened the door In a state of disarray When her senses finally clicked she ran screaming through the party bolted down the hallway I said it's just a face yeah, it's just a face When I woke in the morning I still couldn't feel my mouth With my nose running down my face Just like the Mississippi heading south This could have happened in springtime yeah conveniently i lay all this cold november ground as my consciousness decays and i've been running down the thin line saw myself i'm fine for too long now and as a man i felt betrayed now my bags lay on the floor Say the grass is always greener In its absence I get meaner Guess I wanted something more And as I watched her heartbreak Fire burning through my core I told myself I'm not an addict more or less just became a habit Now I have to ask what for Yeah Cooley said cocaine rich comes quick You'd think if I was smart I might have gave a shit 
Now mama's crying, saying, tell me it ain't true Coolie said cocaine rich comes quick Maybe if I was older I would give a shit I never had a cross on all I had to lose So when the dust had finally settled could reflect on what I've done now I've held these wicked ways Since just a month past 21 Every promise that I've broken And every hollow pointed lie It all pointed to another reason She should say goodbye And I've been running down these wild lines I've been flying so far I'm gone now and as the image slowly fades I can hear the engine roar And I think of who I used to be And all those reasons she should leave I guess she wanted something more Is this uh, one of those that was inspired by true events or uh, does it come from a pretty real place, uh, some of these lyrics? or? Um, yeah, I kind of I, I kind of blew it up in the song a right. little bit. Um, but yeah, definitely um, come some personal experiences that I've had like in like my, my early 20s, especially right. um, as far as just like running around downtown, getting involved with the wrong people. And yeah. then like I and um in the last line of the song um i think of who who i used to be um that's kind of just like me reflecting on all those different times that i had back in the day but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's kind of one of those things where i took I, I i took an experience that i had and i kind of blew it up and i made a song about it sure so. I, mean, I uh one like uh especially uh just talking jason is like a uh, live oak like the oh, way, i love that song the yeah. way he uh you know, a lot of people, it's disguised like as this like murder ballad, but you know, really, it's him getting sober. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with his sobriety, getting sober, and uh, and burying it. You know, and yeah. uh, and being uh, finally killing it. And uh, so, uh, I think that's what's like super cool about like, even though it's like you know, disguised this way is this, the story like version of it. Like it's not necessarily that he's, he doesn't fully tell you what's going exactly. on. Exactly. You but. could, you could see it in two different ways. Right. Like there, there are certain people who think it, who, like you said, think it's like a murder ballad and there are certain people who see it as the song is, yeah. you know? And I think he tried to do that. He tried to do it that way as far as like you can interpret it either way. Yeah. And then, but so as I'm saying, like, it's just nice that like you can take something. I mean, if, if, as far as i know like that's how sort of the 
the what I how I take it some of the uh, you know inspiration or maybe that I haven't really talked from to the J- songwriting. I aspect. never talked to Jason about it, but like yeah. you know, like but like it's just like uh, but able to take something like incredibly personal to him and make it more very universal yeah. uh, story that people can listen to and stuff like. So I follow him on Twitter, and he's been a. Uh, He's been taking a lot of his songs off of the Southeastern album, and he's been kind of like dissecting them as far as like how 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 the song came to be and what the song is exactly about, what certain lines mean. Um, I've been finding that really, really, really interesting. So if you got Twitter, you should follow Jason because right. he's yeah. always he's he's always writing about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean that record uh, is incredible. Yeah, front to back. Big uh, fan of that record. And uh, there's a I was just talking about it the other day because. Somebody was saying something about discovering Jason through Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen, yep. And which kind of stung a little bit, uh, <laughs> but as long as they get there, that's the that's the thing. I mean, that doesn't doesn't always matter how you get there, as long as you get there. Yeah, and exactly. like, but uh, you know, like uh, Morgan, you know, made it a big hit on radio for uh, you know, and covering Jason, but uh, for cover me up and but. Uh, that uh, I remember listening to that record though, and I think it came out like the exact same day as uh, John Moreland's "In the Throws," and uh, yeah, it's another. Uh, That's another amazing songwriter, I mean, man. I like his stuff. Oh yeah, but that, I think my look, first song I heard by by him was uh, "You Don't Care for Me Enough to Cry." Sure. Yeah, that was the first one that I heard, and I was like, "Oh wow, man, I like this guy a lot." Got a lot of very emotional, man. Like there's a lot of like, and so simple, you know, like but moves you. Like it's yeah. just like poetry, man. Yeah, so poetry. It's uh. He's like, and that's like what I, I think is fun about his style. Like it's not necessary, like he's not the storyteller like Jason is, but he writes these beautiful lines. You're like, man, like, you know, how do you come up with that line? Like, it's just like one after another. And it's just like, uh, like I said, pure poetry. And like, Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah, he's, uh, so I remember listening to those two, like for me, they always go hand in hand. I think a lot of it probably because they came out the same day, but yeah. also like they're just be cool um, if they collaborated. <laughs> emotionally, they're like a kind of a similar tone too. They, they cover a lot of the same feel and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's cool to hear that you're, you're listening to those guys and they're in, in kind of influencing some of what you're doing today. And definitely, uh, but, uh, so Let's uh let's talk about one more from the EP <clears throat> and uh, uh this will be uh we're gonna do an exclusive uh, world premiere huh yeah yeah, this, yeah I'm excited this is uh, a song called No Doubt uh and uh, again this was uh, uh will be appearing on Where I'll Be EP due out on February 24th. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, what comes to mind, uh, when you think about no doubt, what's, uh, what's, uh, my girlfriend, man, I wrote, yeah. I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote that song about my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I had this riff that I was writing for a long time and I, um, I, I, and I knew like, it was kind of one of those songs where you play, like I, I played the riff and I was like, Oh, this is a happy song. This reminds me of this. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, well, I gotta write this about my girlfriend, Maggie, but, I don't want to shout out to Maggie. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Maggie Penrose. Uh, I don't. I 
I guess I was intimidated by the fact that I was writing about something that was so precious to me, which I, I say that, but then I, I, I write songs like, I don't know, like, like Solstice and like Cocaine Rich and like stuff like that. But that one, I was just so intimidated by the fact that I was writing about my girlfriend. So it took a while to come out, but I think that I sat on the lyrics long enough that I was kind of satisfied with it whenever it came out. But it talks about like, I don't know, just like all the adventures that we've had together, whether it's like going to Mexico and like having fun down in Mexico at like a resort or whatever else, taking trips. We're big travelers, so it has yeah. a lot of references to like um, traveling on there and stuff like that. But yeah, it's mainly just about her and um, the experiences of having her as my lover.
time great tune and um it was uh, like i said man this whole ep was a lot of fun and uh it's so you uh as far as like playing this live coming up here for the release party mm-hmm. will you uh you do typically a lot of more solo acoustic stuff but is this are you going to have uh some players to to bring these uh songs to life for the as far as the what these recordings sound like uh, yep. for the show Yep, we're going to be a uh, three-piece. I'm going to be playing guitar. We're going to have Al Herbie on drums and then Randy Preston on bass. So we're going to have a little three-piece going. So I'm excited for it because, like I said, I I love grooving with a band before anything else. Like, I love the acoustic thing, man, but I love being behind a band. It's I, I get to play behind one every every once in a while, but I do most of my stuff acoustic. So it's always a treat being able to get some guys behind me and have some fun. Yeah. Um, uh, we gonna, so no saxophone. Uh, yeah, no, no saxophone, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, that stuff's like, uh, you know, it's obviously it helps make the record, uh, what it is and yeah. stuff, but like, it's always interesting to see like, um, how those are reinterpreted live sometimes, like, yeah. uh, how, like, uh, sometimes different, uh, you know, whether somebody tries to do like a different guitar lead there or you know yeah. something like that like where to replicate what or try to or whatever mimic what that's what those yeah exactly that was that's or, probably what i'll be doing is i'll just kind of be playing like licks on guitar where yeah. that'll be but you know it's so. just like those kind of things like it's fun to see how it's reinterpreted uh live and stuff sometimes yeah. or um i've even seen like uh you know somebody do like uh you know like make a mouth uh sound effects and stuff like you know stuff like that like uh yeah you know just because it's it's kind of goofy but it's also fun just as you know there was a guy who went viral a few years back because he he would do that at shows i forget his name yeah. but he play like he played like dust in the wind and, and right. stuff like that uh but yeah it just uh you know depends on the the performer and the song and everything else but uh you know so obviously some of those things are a little more difficult to do uh when you're playing solo or playing mm-hmm. in a you know stripped down version of the band and Heck, stuff if, I, like that, if i had so. four hands i do it myself yeah right yeah so uh but uh yeah so you can find um <coughs> excuse me you can find logan on your uh facebook and instagram get plugged in there and uh, find more dates coming to a town near you and more information about this uh ep as uh, as we get closer to release date and stuff and Yep. You guys can find me everywhere at Logan Chapman Music. So just type that in the search bar. Should be able to find me on everything. Um but I do uh I do think that is cool. Like we mentioned um some of the small towns that you you're hitting and stuff like you're you're maybe uh, you know obviously we're we're based here in St. Louis and there's a uh, a ton of people and a lot of different opportunities to play and stuff around here, but when you're hitting some of those smaller towns like there's really not a lot of entertainment, you know, and sometimes, you know, there's some of these, yeah, some of these things you're, um, uh, which I think is cool, man. It's like, it's nice that you're, I know I mentioned, uh, living out in Wentzville and there's very little live entertainment out there and stuff. So sometimes it's cool 
when somebody does come out there because you're like, well, well, this, you know, a show's coming to me. It's our, you know, just up the street and stuff. Yeah, so exactly, like, exactly. Uh, and I like playing, man. I, I I like traveling too. If you if you give me an excuse to go to Cincinnati, Ohio, and play yeah. a show, I'll go play over there. I'll play in Pittsburgh. Right. I'll play if I if I got an excuse to go somewhere, play some music, and see some new things, man. Like it's it's nothing to me. I yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Well, hope, well, hopefully this EP takes you there. It takes you get you out to uh, doing a little bit more, uh, you know, touring and stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Is that um. Uh, you think that uh will you plan uh anything like that try to do a, any kind of touring off of this definitely or? i would like to get a solid uh backing band behind me first yeah honestly um because i wouldn't mind doing like an acoustic tour don't get me wrong um but i haven't ever planned a tour before like myself because i right. mostly just kind of like i book i book shows like a few months in advance and the day comes and i'm like okay i'm going to this place but i've never really like planned a full-on tour but that has been something that's been on my mind um i got a buddy who planned one not too long ago and he was just telling me like man you just gotta plan it so far in advance and be like hey i want to lock this date down next yeah. year so I'm, i might try that eventually but i, w- I definitely want to get a solid um backing band behind me before i try sure. something like that yeah i mean i even uh you know i, I don't know i did like and i don't i don't know uh much but i feel like even you hitting doing some weekend kind of stuff uh solo putting some feelers out there and then you know kind of establishing some connections and then coming back with the band uh to to do it up right and stuff like that could be cool too like uh i would love that you know even just uh regionally here you know that's what's sort of ideal about st louis also is a great to tour out of it because we are right in the middle of the map so you you know you can definitely hit columbia kansas city chicago nashville whatever you know you can hit a lot of these bigger markets and yeah and uh i do it is nice and convenient it's like we're like right in the middle of the yeah, u.s basically right. so you can go out any direction you yeah know? Uh, which is, you know, I've been hearing a lot more lately, like uh, people moving to St. Louis and, and establishing themselves here because because of that and because it is uh, a lot more affordable than, you know, some of your other oh, yeah, uh, your other cities. So we were looking at prices in Nashville right. and I was like, whew, it might be a little bit before we go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. There's, uh, but it's in, with the power of, uh, you know, social media and everything else, it's, uh, you can, you can, I think you can kind of make it anywhere now. You don't need to be on the coast or whatever kind of, yeah, you know, it's like, I agree. there are definitely a lot of opportunities in those cities and to do those, to do a lot of more things, but you know, also you can make it on your own wherever I feel like. Exactly. So. There, and there are perks to it, but I mean, it's just so you go to those places, it's so congested because everybody's trying to do what you're doing, right. you know? And so I like, I, myself, I would, I would like to get bigger on social media before I go to these places. Yeah. That way I can establish myself and I'm not just some guy walking up like, Hey, I want to play yeah. a show here, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, hopefully we'll get some of that happening, man. I think that could be a lot of fun to, Definitely. and, um, getting out there and getting to share these songs with everybody. So, um, hopefully, uh, coming soon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, um. Cause you are, you are doing the, you, what you said, you're doing this full time now, right? Yes. You're, you're, yep. For, so, the, uh, for the past two and a half years, I believe. So yeah, yeah. full time musician. Yeah, so I mean, like that's like uh, I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like a full time professional long distance driver. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I feel like somebody said something along those lines, like uh, that. It's like not the the playing. That's the the work. Like the it's the you know the the load in and load out and the travel and yeah. everything. Like that's what you're getting paid for. The the actual stage time yeah. is the is the playing and having fun and that's the so 
Some along those lines. Yeah. yeah. I got a, it, I've got, I got a bunch of podcasts I listen to, a bunch of music that I listen to whenever I'm on the interstate, man. Yeah. And sometimes it just drags by. Yeah. Like I played a show in Marion last night and it's, it's, it's two hours there. So it's not too bad. But then driving two hours there and two hours back. And then I got a show tonight over in Oran, Missouri. So it's two hours there. Probably going to stay the night there and then drive, you know, somewhere else the next day. So yeah. definitely burning up the road for yeah. the most part. Yeah. What uh what are you listening to as far as podcasts? What what's uh what's been on uh rotation lately? I like Armchair Expert yeah. uh with Dax Shepard. Big fan of that one. Uh, I'm actually really into like uh, I'm into like UFC and stuff, so I listen to a lot of like uh UFC podcasts. Um, I listen to Rolling Stone uh, Music Now's podcast because so they do a lot, a lot of like uh, top fifty lists and like stuff like that and dive into different stories. Um. There's another one. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of mm. it right now. But there's there's another there's another podcast that's on the um, it's on the podcast. I don't. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, th- those are a few. Rock, but I'm not too rock picky. paper podcast. You do what? Rock paper podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That one. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I'm, I'm I listen. I mean, I work uh, <clears throat> uh, with my uh, working in elementary doing custodial work, uh, and I spend a lot of my evenings with my headphones on. Mm-hmm listening to for you know eight to ten hours a night and uh so i'm always looking for something new to listen to so uh, that's what's fun about podcasting is having all kinds of different uh variety and then all sorts i bet you get like a lot of music sent your way that you can kind of get lost in basically yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i'm always looking for new stuff and you know it's fun when people send me something to listen to and I'm, i'm you know i like uh especially uh an album or an EP having a collection of songs and getting to kind of like, like just like yours, like, you know, it was fun for me to give it a first listen. And like, even though we don't know each other I can kind of get a little bit of an idea of who you are Definitely, through, yeah. these, through these songs and stuff. I mean, you mentioned, uh, in your lyrics, you know, being from Missouri, uh, you mentioned, I think even your age, uh, yeah, probably too many times being, <laughs> being 20, you know, 24 or something when you're, or whatever in the lyrics, yeah. I think you said, and, uh so there's things like that like you know it's like you're finding you these little moments where you're you're connecting to an artist uh and getting an an idea like who they are and through Mm -hmm. through their music so definitely but yeah same thing through podcasts man i like the stories and um i listen a lot more comedy podcasting lately like i I got you uh bill burr has one doesn't he oh yeah 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 uh so there's a lot of like uh uh the crab feast was like the one that like for me where i started like were kind of inspired me to want to even do this my own my own uh podcast and stuff but uh so that was where i got then they did like um uh seven years or something together um ryan sickler and jay larson and they so it's usually like two comedians talking to a, a third comedian coming and yeah. they just doing stories and swapping back and forth and just uh so many laughs and um, great moments and stuff. Yeah, but hundred uh, percent. That's uh, I met Jay and at the Funny Bone one night, and he's like, "Hey, check out my podcast." And so I, ever since then, I've been been hooked into mm-hmm. it. And uh, so, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's fun, man. So it's I'm cool to hear out. Uh, I don't really listen to much. Uh, I know Armchair Expert a little bit, like, but I I really that's not one I've um 
listen to much. So, yeah. I, I mean, maybe go check that out. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. They got a lot of, um, they had one with, uh, man, they had one with Dog the Bounty Hunter. And yeah. that's like the most interesting man. I had no idea that he uh, had like, that he lived the life that he did. But there's just like so many you think of like these random like celebrities and you're like, oh, okay. Like he's an actor. He's acted in this. He's probably got some fun stories to tell, but then it's like how they grew up and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the fun part to listen to. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned comedy. We seen, uh, we seen uh, Nick Swartzen not too long oh, ago yeah. over at the pageant. Man, that one was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. We seen uh, we seen Nikki Glaser there one time too. She was really funny too. Which I think that she actually has ties to St. Louis. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's from from here. Grew she up. Is, okay. So she's yeah. from like grew. Okay. I got yeah. you. I didn't know if she had family here. If she grew up here or what it was. Yeah. Her parents. Well, she's living here now. She's back. Uh, she left for a while. You know. Uh, but yeah, she's been back here living in St. Louis. Same thing we mentioned earlier about. You know, cost of living and everything else. Oh, like, yeah. You know, she, now she can just hop on a plane and fly to whatever gig, yeah, you know, that she's you doing and stuff. So, um, but, uh, yeah, she, she's, uh, I believe she's been home living in St. Louis since, uh, the pandemic and everything. And, okay. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, her parents still live here. And, um, but yeah, it, uh, I got to watch her kind of not, not get started, but I watched, uh, some of the early days of like her coming up at the Funny Bone and things and some, oh, really? in the smaller clubs. And where's the, where's the Funny Bone at? Well, there's two of them uh, at uh, in one in uh, Westport uh, area, Maryland Heights. Yeah, and one in um, St. Charles, Missouri, on the other side of the river. Okay. So uh, I've had a few friends tell me about that place. I've been wanting to go to a comedy show there. We've been we've been watching a, uh, a few more comedy shows than what we usually have been over the past few years. Yeah. Maggie and I, we 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 used to always like go to concerts and stuff. And uh, I forgot who we. It might have been Nikki was the first like full on like comedy show that yeah. we went to oh, yeah. but i've been wanting to see some more comedy stuff so i'll definitely check that out it's it's uh i mean one of my favorite things man like yeah. especially live like just being in that room is uh i'd never want to be front row <laughs> yeah it, it's just exciting like it you know same thing with live music uh you know just know never know what's gonna happen kind of yeah. thing so um but yeah, there's two funny bones in the area. There's a uh, uh, in Richmond Heights area, the Galleria. You got the uh, Helium. Uh, you got okay. uh, which is probably a little, little closer to downtown. Uh, uh, then you got um, uh, those are like the mo main clubs. Right? And then you got you know a lot of alternative rooms and stuff that like uh, a lot of people book uh, some of these same thing with you know music and stuff like yeah. rock clubs and things like that so uh, i think they just built like a big they built a new venue in chesterfield didn't they not too yeah, long ago is yeah, it the, the armory the, the factory the well, factory the armories in uh downtown okay the, yeah the factory is what i'm thinking yeah. of factories out there and that's, yeah. i got to see uh david spade out there a little bit ago that was a fun night nice. for, for comedy and uh you know like uh i think nikki performed there a little while back and uh but yeah, yeah, great room, man. That's like it's a cool spot. If uh, that's what I've been hearing. Uh, my buddy sent me a picture of it. It looked really cool. I've been wanting to go out there, whether it's for a comedy mm -hmm. show or a concert or whatever. Yeah, it's like uh, it feels a lot like uh, the the pageant in a sense, like with the balcony and so, and then but the their uh, pit floor areas like the entire room instead of like just a smaller spot in front of the stage. So it's like okay. So once you're uh, when you when you kind of walk in like you're on the dance floor level and then there's like a, you know, in the back of the room, there's some stairs that go up to it, like a bar area. And there's yeah. a little bit of like 
table seating and stuff on the main level and then the top is all reserved balcony seating and okay um it's probably like a uh 3000 something low 3000 cap like uh so uh but it's a big room and uh uh yeah it's been some really they've been bringing a lot of great talent out there all sorts of yeah i've been seeing a lot of uh, really really great acts there i seen that they had like boys to men there not too long ago yeah um, i'm wanting to say who they yeah. who, who are they having out there they're ha- they, they had somebody else out there here recently that was really really good too but i forgot exactly who it was yeah. but yeah i've been seeing a lot of like really great acts come through there and i'm like Man, i didn't even know this place existed yeah. honestly yeah so. when the same like i mentioned uh you know it's nice to have this is a lot closer to, to me, you know, being that way, yeah. uh, out West. So it's like, had seen a great show when it's, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes away compared to yeah, but yeah, that 45, nice. 45 to an hour, you know? So, uh, there was one night, it was actually like the, uh, soft opening thing they did. And, uh, my buddies, Sean Cannon's voodoo players were playing and they, uh, did a bunch of like cover stuff down there that night. They'd, they play uh, all over town doing like these kind of a weekly tribute to uh, different greats and stuff. But that night they were just kind of doing like a shuffle thing, playing a lot of different music. Uh, okay. And uh, they they posted online that, hey, we're doing the show at the factory and, you know, it's free. Uh, and so I'm like sitting on my couch like, oh, well, that, I can make that. And like, you know, the show it was like you know, starting in a couple of minutes, but I was only, you know, 15 minutes away. So I just hopped in the car and went down there and Heck yeah. got to, got to check out the venue and get to see the show and stuff for free. And it was, it was a good night. That is really so, cool. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's uh, a whole new thing to me. Cause like I said, most time it's a whole ordeal having to plan, you know, driving an hour and everything yeah. else. Just like, so yeah. How long ago was it built? Um, uh, it's maybe a year old now. Okay. I, yeah, I knew I knew it was relatively new, but I didn't know yeah. if it was like a year or something, five years. Yeah, or. probably yeah, probably close to something like that. Okay. Probably close to a year now, maybe a little over. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So, uh, well, I got a couple uh, questions uh, for you, and uh, I got uh, been having fun with some of these, and just kind of silly. But uh, say the uh, the day comes along, we uh, have a Logan Chapman. Uh, action figure who would you or what would you like to see uh as like maybe your three accessories to go with your your action figure my three accessories um i gotta have my cat yeah i gotta have my cat luna um probably probably a guitar i mean realistically yeah. probably a guitar um do you have a particular uh model or uh you know what yeah so i i use my acoustic guitar a lot but i definitely like yeah, if, if I were to choose between two, I would use my uh, Mahogany Taylor, or I've got a Yamaha Pacifica, which is kind of like a like a Strat, basically, but it's a uh, little Japanese like Stratocaster Yamaha model that I use a lot at like my electric show. So one of those two. Yeah, I'd, I'd flip a coin, honestly. Um, what would my third accessory be? I don't know. Yeah. Um. You know what? We'll make my my uh, other accessory my other guitar. How about that? Yeah. I got a cat and two guitars. Inter- interchangeable. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, all right. What about? Um, uh, we mentioned a lot of greats. You know, uh, mm-hmm. through this conversation, is there uh, a certain dream duet or collaboration you would you would love to see for yourself? I mean, is there a certain one that you would 
what they like to work with? You know, I've, I've thought about that a lot. Um, pro- probably, 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 like, like I said, one of the two, probably uh, Jason Isbell, John Mayer, those would definitely be big ones. Um, I wouldn't mind collaborating with Chris Stapleton. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. You know who else I like? I like Taylor Swift a lot. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift a lot. I saw your... So. Uh, Oh yeah, that's my yeah, it's my, it's my girlfriend's. Yeah. My mom, my mom got her that. <laughs> you got uh, your uh, got a full on shrine of yeah. Taylor Swift over here, <laughs> like a worship candle. Yeah, Taylor's face on. Yeah, I guess my mom. I don't know where my mom got that from. Yeah. My uh, my girlfriend opened that. And she's like, "What the heck is this?" But it, it, it cracked me up. Yeah, I got uh, buddies, uh, Manus Brothers in town. They got uh, they actually sell those with like their faces on them and oh really okay uh, or they did at one time i don't know if they I, i'm sure they sold out of them but yeah it was the same kind of thing just like it's, it's <laughs> super silly yeah it's goofy uh, yeah but uh yeah uh see, I taylor uh yeah she's she's got some i like her stuff a lot i remember whenever she she released folklore <laughs> right in the middle of the pandemic and i could not stop listening to that album i love that album Folklore is really good. Evermore is good too, and I and I like all of her stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like folklore just kind of hit me different for sure. I, it might have been just because of like it being a folk album, I guess, and like the lyrical content and stuff. Like I could like relate to it a little bit more, but I just I, I love that album. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think um, her and you know Mayor too. Mayor is like I, I use his example a lot, but like I love like that he's. Uh, a true artist that does like there's no genre that's off limits kind of thing like every album he does is something completely different yeah um you know he's from pop to you know blues americana Mm -hmm. you know now he's jamming with the dead and you know it's like yeah so many things he's uh he's just gone to every and that Sobrock album spectrum. he just dropped was like a, it, it sounded like it came straight from the 80s. Yeah. It sounded like it was like Toto or something. Yeah, definitely very, uh, like, you know, um, yacht rock. Uh, yeah, soft, Cindy, yeah, yeah, Like kind of adult contemporary kind of rock and, you know, 80s influence things. And like, yeah, it was, it was a great record. I also really liked uh, <clears throat> like the little touches on like the artwork, like with like, the sticker price on there and stuff, yeah. like, you know, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of a nod back to a, a generation when we actually would, get, you know, we, we, you can still do it, just not as common uh, anymore to go into record stores and, and actually shopping for these things compared to just having everything on your your Spotify or whatever. So, uh, yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's nice when, uh, you know, luckily we still have uh, one of the greats uh, here, Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple of really nice record stores around town. I love that place, so. man. I, I think that's what I think that's why I like vinyl so much is because it's so cool just like going in there and being like, oh, my God, like yeah. here's Continuum or like, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever else. I got a bunch of like Muddy Waters and like Little Richard and like stuff like that over yeah. here. So it's always nice finding like good classic vinyls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I try to buy a lot, like uh, as much I can, locally. When uh, some my fr- luckily my a lot of my friends been putting their stuff on vinyl, so it's pretty cool to collect those too. So yeah, um, but yeah, man. Uh, all right, what about uh, is there a, a movie or a TV show you wish you were in? Like, is there is, is there a certain world you fantasize? Like, is that be cool to be a part of that at all like like acting it yeah or just like you know be a character of some sort yeah in, in this world or you know there was this um do you listen to creepypastas at all 
Mm-mm. Okay, so they're basically mm-hmm. like uh, the, like these long stories you can find on YouTube. They're like as long as a podcast sometimes, or they okay. can be seven minutes. But it's basically just like these scary stories. Um, there is one called Baraska, and it's really really good. You should check it out. I won't spo- I won't spoil it all yeah. the way on here. But um, if there was ever a movie adaption for it, I was like, man, I like I would love to play that lead character. It's actually all based in uh, Missouri too, all so right. it's all in Missouri. It's like a uh, it's a fictional town. I don't think the town's actually like real, um, but yeah, it's it's like a horror story. Um, all all based in like the Ozarks and like Missouri and stuff like that. But I would love to be an actor in that if right. if there's ever a movie adaption for yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, what, uh, what about, is there, uh, anything you, uh, something you like tried that you would never do again is like, you were good, like, um, uh, skydiving or any, anything like, uh. There, you any know, of those crazy things. I, I I'm, a, I'm a big adrenaline junkie, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff that I do. I'm like, oh, I would totally do that again. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I haven't gone skydiving before. Um, I've been like bungee jumping. Um, yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot of stuff that I've done that I wouldn't do again. Right. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or certain foods that I would never try again. What's that? Uh, I'm not big. I'm not big on mushrooms. Yeah. I'm, big, I'm not big on <laughs> my, and my girlfriend will like sneak them in like my food and yeah. stuff like that. I, I I can't do mushrooms. Uh, olives. I've you know what? Going back to this, there there is a lot of foods that my girlfriend has made me try that I will never try again, <laughs> yeah. and I could I could get you a list of those, but not a whole lot of experiences though. I'm a big yeah. adrenaline junkie. Like I would love to go skydiving. Um, next time I go to Vegas, I want to go bungee jumping off the stratosphere. I'm yeah. really big into like I don't know like motorsports and stuff like that. So we were gonna do. Uh, we went down to um, went to see Chili Peppers in Orlando, mm-hmm. and I guess. Uh, Right out, and we also went to uh, the um, yeah Universal Studios down there. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I guess right outside of Orlando, like is one of like those giant swing things. I forget, yeah. what, I forget what it's yeah, called. I know, yeah, I know, what you're, I know what you're talking about. But yeah. yeah, where they like you know pull your way up and then release you and just like you go flying yeah. and uh, and we were gonna do it, but I think it like got late like by the time we after riding around at universal also we got kicked out of universal uh because of the storm so i think that had to do with it too like I thought you're about, thought you were about yeah, something, no. say something crazier yeah. than that i was like what'd you do to get uh, kicked out of there it was like they shut down all the park uh, the rides and stuff so we we're like well let's get out of here then so um but uh yeah we uh I went on one of those one time at Six Flags, actually, and that was, honestly, that was a lot scarier than what I thought it would be, too, because it's like, I guess it's because of how slow they take you in yeah. the air, and you have, like, yeah. you have, like, a good, like, minute and 45 seconds to be like, oh, wow, we're really, really high up. Well, and I think uh, the one in Orlando, I think, is, the, like, the world's largest. I think that's what I, what was, oh, wow. caught my attention was, like, <laughs> it's, so, I've seen it in other places, but this one's apparently, like, real big. Yeah. And so, uh, but, Yeah. So I don't know we didn't make it, but I, so it's some. So I think about that, and I think about like some of those different crazy uh, <clears throat> bungee jumping places and different things like that. Yeah. Like, I'm, do you like doing stuff like that? Uh, I don't know about like it, but I, uh, I, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm up to trying anything, like you know, kind of thing. I'm not a, um, 
I don't know about being a necessarily. I wouldn't. I don't think I would describe myself as an adrenaline junkie, but I, I do find that the those things are fun. And I mean, I like, I like roller coasters a lot and stuff. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it is a good time and uh, it's exciting. But it's also like I don't really get to do some of those things because of my size. Like, I barely get to ride roller coasters because a lot of them I don't fit in. Like, because uh, and you know, so it's like that was what's. I was kind of a big gamble going to Universal. I was like, man, I really hope I fit in some of these. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't want to get standing in these lines, and but uh, luckily they have a, a lot of like um, trial seats or whatever, you know, kind of things okay. like, like at the at the gates, like so you don't have to like go get in line and right. So you, so you can, can tell at the very yeah, beginning. Of, okay, right. So I was like, uh, but sometimes with those like shoulder bars and stuff, like uh, it just doesn't it won't won't fit. And there was one moment we were on, I was on a ride and. It was, I was it was pretty close like I was like and she's like pushing on it and couldn't get it she's like here hop off and uh, we'll get you this next one because she said I guess it was a different uh, car or whatever that um, she thought I that maybe had just a little bit more room or something like kind of thing so then so then I jump on that one and I try a second one and she's like no that still didn't work so she gets me out and she it's like one more try and then she's so and then the whole thing like one it's I'm getting anxious anyway because this is like this is one of those rides that like doesn't stop, mm-hmm. like it slows down enough to people load in and load and jump off and kind of thing, and uh, but they never properly stop it until for me because I was they were, they were struggling to get me locked in and out and stuff. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm already like getting like you know I don't want to I'm kind of getting embarrassed like I'm like right, hey it's not that big a deal if I don't fit I'm I'll just go sit yeah. here like but. <laughs> She's like, one more try. So the third one, I finally get in there and I got got to ride it. And like, uh, it's kind of like um, uh, Ninja here locally, like just like okay. one, one of those, like just, really, really fast. Yeah. And just, yeah. All kinds I'm glad of, it worked out. Yeah. Man. I'm glad it worked out. So they had a happy ending, but I was just like, you know, some of those things, like, I just don't want to even mess with it because, like, I don't want to get up there and find out, like, oh, actually, you're, you know, over the weight limit or too tall or what, you know, those kind of things. So, yeah. Um, but uh yeah man uh so but i wouldn't be i mean maybe next maybe next podcast we'll go do some sky bet skydiving together or something like Heck that yeah i'm down a, i'm down i'm down uh that'd be a pretty wild uh trying to record that <laughs> um but better uh, have some good mics for that <laughs> yeah right yeah uh but yeah man this has been a ton of fun getting to know a little bit more about you and uh i'm thank you for sharing some of these songs with us today absolutely and, Again, uh, join us uh, if you are in the Cape Girardeau area at uh, Rude Dog Pub in uh, uh, what's uh, February twenty fourth. February twenty fourth, yeah. And then uh, is that that same night uh, the EP will be? So every- no, the EP will be releasing uh, basically at midnight. So it'll be available that whole day. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's essentially the same day. But yeah, right. we're 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 performing at nine o'clock that mm-hmm. night. At Rude Dog, so right, but then so you got all day to listen to, it. yeah, right. <laughs> so it'll be on the on the uh, streaming platforms the same day, and you can uh, check that out and stuff. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, Logan, this has been cool, man. Yeah, uh, I had a great hopefully, time. Hopefully, we can uh, hang out, hang out again soon and uh, catch up, and maybe uh, next time, maybe you get a couple 
debut some more new tunes for us uh yeah i'd love to and stuff so i've already got a lot of new songs in the, in the works i'm excited to get back in the studio honestly i got some great stuff that i'm excited to show you guys i'm, I'm excited for the ep release too but i'm kind of sitting on some good stuff that i'm really excited to show the world too so yeah right on man all right buddy well uh thanks again and i will uh yeah. see you soon absolutely thank you for the opportunity bye everybody <laughs>